Thank you so much, Jessica, for the very humbling privilege to share in chapel today. And, and thank you, children. Now you're scattered around, but thank you for singing so pretty for Jesus today. We love you. You were wonderful. You did such a great job. And I'm so glad you sang the B-I-B-L-E because the Bible is what we stand on. And so thank you, Ms. Katrina, for, for um, reading the word. The reason that passage was chosen this morning is because something similar to that that happened to the lame man and that miracle happened in my life. I was playing on a women's softball team, and our team had made it all the way to the championship game. For you international students, our brothers and sisters, I know that the American game of baseball might not be as familiar, um, but, but if, to put it in perspective, this, this was really a big game. It was sort of like the last game of the World Cup. Everybody understands that, right? Woo, it's right. Yeah, it was big. This was huge, okay? Really, really a big deal. Um, it was almost the end of the game, and my team was winning. We were winning by one point, and that's all you needed to win by, so that was a good thing. But the other team got to bat again. They had the chance to score one more time. So our job, our, 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 what we had to do is to catch the ball only one more time. We had two outs on the other team. We needed one more time to win everything. But the problem is, if the ball, if the, if the, the batter swung, and if the ball touched the ground before we could, could catch it, that meant they were going to run, win because there were runners. They had people already on base. So it, the, this one crucial play is what mattered for the whole championship. So the worst thing happened for my team, and that is that the, the, the pitcher threw the ball, the batter swung, and it was a beautiful hit for them, and it was going straight for the ground, really fast and hard. And so I didn't think I had a chance, uh, because, but it meant we were either going to win or lose. So I ran as fast as I could, and I dove into the ground to try to get to the ball. And so the good news is I caught the ball, and we won! Yay! It was really big! So, so I'm laying on the ground with my arm out, and I have the, my glove, and the ball is just barely hanging out. It's just a little piece of white, like an ice cream cone, but it's there, and it's off the ground, so that means it's a win. So that was great. That's the good news. The bad news is that when I hit the ground, even though I hit on the front of my body, it tore away everything, away from the bone and the, my back, and so I was immediately paralyzed. And so what that means is I couldn't walk. I, I, I couldn't move. I could talk, but I couldn't move the rest of my body. So I couldn't sit in a chair. I couldn't walk or run around or come up and sing like y'all did beautifully this morning. So the doctors and specialists all over our country tried everything possible, but there was nothing that they could do to help me, nothing that medical science could do. And so they said, you'll never be able to walk again. You'll never be able to have babies. On the inside of my body, all my insides were twisted in different ways. Um, and so the part of my body that normally works every month for ladies um, no longer worked. Um, but, but that meant there was no possibility to ever have children. So I had to just lay on the floor. My mama made a little pallet for me, and somebody had to sit with me all the time, almost like I was a baby, because they put a straw in my mouth to feed me, but then when I needed to go to the potty to go to the bathroom, I couldn't, because I couldn't move, so they had to put a pan underneath me um, to use the, the bathroom. So it was a really depressing and hard time. Um, and so that happened for 18 months. It was a very long year and a half that I couldn't move, and there was not hope of me moving again. Um, but guess what Jesus did? Um, while I was there laying on the floor, 
And the important part of my testimony is this. I, I grew up in the country, and so I was in a small little Methodist church. And so Jesus sent an old retired Asbury alum uh, to my little country church. And this man was just absolutely so precious. So the most significant event is how God used that pastor to gently explain to me about a work of grace that God longed to do in my heart. Because I had been saved when I was 12 years old. That was very clear, and I knew that. But as a teenager and as I got older, I began to search for more. And over a period of months, this precious pastor visited every day. I'm laying on the floor, and he would come and sit in a chair beside me and, and expound God's word to me. Um, he, he explained biblically and carefully what holiness is and what it means to be entirely sanctified. He had taken the mission of Asbury Theological Seminary very seriously when we say our mission is to spread scriptural holiness all over the world. And to, he began right with his little sphere of influence where I was. So I'm so grateful. And in July of that year, I made a complete surrender to Jesus. I said, God, you have everything. I want you to have all my past, present, future, whatever that means. And so Jesus gloriously sanctified my heart. I mean, I was just, I, I wanted to bounce off the walls, but I couldn't move physically. But in my heart, it was radically changed. So that's the best part of the story. Because of that, because of what Jesus did in my heart, I wanted everybody to know, but I'm laying on the floor and I can't move, so I can't get up and go drive somewhere to tell people. Um, I knew some friends were going to be in the area, so I asked my parents if they would take me. So they took me up off the floor, sort of like a baby, laid me in the back seat of the car and drove me to this place, and they laid me on the little cement porch. It was hot summer July, similar to here, and so it was just a little porch that I was going to share with my friends. Well, while I was sharing, and they were so excited, they were saying, I've never heard about holiness. What does that really mean? But they said, we know you're different, so tell us. So I was sharing with my friends, and just at that moment, a car drove up, and it was someone I didn't know. It was another older evangelist um, from another area that was coming into this area, and guess what? He was another Asbury alum from some years before. Didn't know that at the time. He looked at me, and he said, well... Have you ever asked God to heal you? And to be honest, first I just thought, are you a quack or just a nut? I mean, like, like, wouldn't you think that I would ask God to let me walk because I couldn't move? I mean, I, but so I didn't even know how to respond. I was trying to formulate something in my brain to say, but immediately he dispelled my thinking about him because he jumped in and he said, honey, I don't understand healing. I do not understand. He said, I don't understand why some people are healed and some are not. He said, I don't understand why we pray in chapel sometimes or maybe in our churches. We pray for somebody and then maybe they die next week. He said, I don't understand that. He said, but I just know that everywhere I can find in the Bible, when they brought people to Jesus, he healed them. And I know the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, um, and remember, because of what the children just sang, what God had done in my heart two weeks before I knew that the Bible was clearly the word of God, black and white, all the way through, and I knew that what he was saying was true. He shared just a few illustrations, but he was so humble, so quiet and gentle, not loud, boisterous, not arrogant. He just said, over in James, it says, call on the elders and ask them to pray. So he said, I just want you to know, I'm willing to ask for you. And I said, well, yes, sir, I want you to pray. And here's what he said. 
And I share this because this really helps me when I'm praying for other people. And I found out later that he had learned this in a class or had learned how to try to pray for healing in a class here at Asbury Seminary under Dr. Stanger, who happened to have been the president of the seminary at that time. He said, Joy, Matthew 18, 19, Jesus is talking. And Jesus says, if two of you agree on earth touching anything, it will be done of my Father that's in heaven. He said, so I want to know what you can agree with me for. He said, could you agree with me that God could heal you, really heal you in six months? And I said, yes, sir. But I said, but the people I know would not give God the glory for that. Even church people would say, oh, six months is a long time. She probably just gradually got better or she had some special kind of surgery. And I said, because of what God did in my heart, I don't want anybody to get credit, no human being. Like, I'm tired of people patting me on the back and saying, isn't Joy a good person? Because I had been good morally and academically and athletically, those things. But that didn't change my dirty heart. Only Jesus did. And so I said, I want God to have the glory. I don't want any medical person to get the credit. So then he said, okay, well, could you agree with me that God could heal you right now? Yeah, and that's a different story or a different ballgame. And I said, no. And I began to cry. I just said, no, sir, I want to believe that. But I, I can't remember what it's like to not be in pain. I can't remember what it's like to sit in a chair. You know, I'm a runner. I can't remember what it's like to run down the road. I said, as a little girl, you dream of someday walking down the aisle and getting married, and I'll never get to do that. As a little girl, do you hold your baby dolls and dream of someday having a baby, and I'll never be able to do that? And so he was very patient, and he said, well, let me ask you one more question, and this was from the Lord. He said, before two weeks ago, could you ever have imagined the love, joy, and peace, all that fruit of the Spirit that God filled you with when he really did sanctify your heart and cleanse it? He made it whole. And then everything changed in my mind. I thought, no. I said, I never knew you could really love him and really know him. I never knew heaven could even be like this because of that intimate relationship with him. And I did say these words. I said, if God could do that in my heart, he could do anything. Because for me, changing my heart was bigger than any of the big miracles in the Bible. The big ones, like the parting of the Red Sea. I mean, the ones that seem impossible. Because my heart was impossible. And I had tried to be good enough but only Jesus had changed it. So I did say those words, and I said these words. I said, if God could do that in my heart, he could do anything. And I did mean that about my heart, but I'm confessing to you, I didn't have faith for my back. I wasn't even thinking about that at that moment. I'm back thinking about what Jesus had done in my soul. So he just started praying. And he was just talking to Jesus so simply like I am to you. Not loud. Uh, he didn't know I was going to be there, so we didn't have a symbol of oil like you know, to anoint with. He just started praying. And I don't know what he said, but somewhere in the prayer he said, Father, because of Matthew 18, 19, I agree with joy that it's done. I heard those words. After that he said some more stuff, and I guess eventually he said amen. But I just knew that when, yeah, <laughs> or in Jesus' name, amen, whatever we're supposed to say. But... I was aware when he said those verses, when he said it's done. Suddenly, I didn't feel anything anymore. There was no pain. And I can't really describe it, but it was just sort of a numb feeling. Um, but, but I wasn't in hurt. I wasn't in pain. So the first thing I remember him saying after that was, he said, did anything happen? And I said, I don't know. He said, can you move anything? And so it was very similar to the man in Acts chapter 3. Remember, 
They said, in Jesus' name, rise and walk. And it says, immediately he stood and went walking and leaping and praising God. Well, when he said that, I jumped up. And so I did jumping jacks, and I ran in place, and I did a back bend. I did all the things I used to could do. It was like I was at gymnastics class or something. Jesus healed me instantly. I mean, big miracle. Yeah, you can, we can clap for him. I praise him. I praise him. I'm so grateful. The, I, I, the next morning, I ran two miles. The next week, one seven days later, I ran in a 10K race. It was like nothing ever happened. Ladies, just a few hours after he prayed for me, guess what happened? Um, yeah, everything inside went back the way it, it used to be. And it didn't mean a lot to me at the time, but I'm so grateful because it's made it possible for us to have two precious uh, babies. I'm so, so grateful. The doctors were blown away. Many people came to the Lord because it was just, they saw it, and it was a real miracle. Um, and I'm so thankful because if I wasn't healed, I wouldn't be able to stand here today. You know, and as I look around, there is no one in this room that I know of that I knew before that time, so I would never have gotten to meet any of you. You know, I wouldn't have met my husband. We wouldn't have two babies, or I wouldn't be a missionary today. I'm so, so thankful. But, but the marvelous news in that story is that the same Jesus who healed me and who sanctified my heart is right here this morning in Estes. And it's so beautiful and appropriate that we're sharing the Lord's Supper today. What a perfect time to remember what he did for us on the cross and um, to remember that it's true that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is a saving and a sanctifying and a delivering and a healing God and the greatest healing in my life was actually spiritual. It's what he did in my, in my heart. He cleansed it. And he invites all of us this morning to come to the table to remember that he loves us and that we can trust him for whatever form of healing that we need, whether it be physical or mental or emotional or spiritual. He's here, and he loves us, and he's saying, come to me. Come to my table.